Jim Berenger. We have Mark Weiss here. A little twist up to the to the show tonight. We're gonna have Chris on for about 20-25 minutes, and we're gonna bring Coach Jay in. He's gonna give us his goaltending perspective uh, for the Atlantic Division tonight. Uh, Chris, I want to just welcome you to the show. We're gonna talk Atlantic Division and what we, our thoughts are on the first week. But again, brother, uh, we do it on Tuesday night. But uh, welcome to the Saturday show, finally. Hey, you know, it's like it's like that pre pre-show, you know, before all all the games start tonight. By by the way, guys. <laughs> That's the way we like to do it, Chris. We like this to, is the best like way the pre-game show for hockey night in Canada. <laughs> hey, it's the best way to go, I'm telling you. I mean, I, I I'm ready. I got I got my beer somewhere and my cider laying around, God knows where. Yup, exactly. There you go. There you go. Right. And, the, and the big giant beanbag chair, which is like you literally like just it, it's become its own little cult cult following on, on full <laughs> press. I had actually somebody asked me where I got this thing. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, you love your beanbag chair. You do it every Tuesday night. We do it with Mike uh, and myself Tuesday night. Uh, FPH weekly, I believe, is the show now. But I won't be there this week because I'll be at the devil game as they're playing the Kraken. Uh, but before we get to I'll that, for you. You, <laughs> could, you, you, might, you, could. you might as well. You might as well. Um, I'll bring the bucket, eh? Bring the bucket. Bring the bucket. Well, we're going to get to Atlantic Division. We did the Metro last week uh, with with all of us. Coach Jay was here. Let's talk about the signings first, the news of the week, I guess we could say. So Charlie McAvoy yesterday gets paid. He gets eight years, 9.5 AAV. Foxy's going to get paid two more. <laughs> yeah, he, I think Kachuk he's actually going to get to 10. I think he's yeah, actually going to get to 10. 10. I think he's going to get to 10. Brady Kachuk got paid seven years at $7.875 million. That's a Prior to, uh, but for the team to lock up a player like that, and they have the money. Thing. And they have money, and they have young players drafted, and and keep them long term, considering you, Chris, and you and I both know the exodus that was happening at Ottawa. To have a guy like that sign, that's huge. Oh, yeah. I think he lost his internet or he froze. But anyway, that's a huge, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal for. Oh, there he is. Yeah, Ottawa had to sign him. I mean. The, and he knew the rumors that were like there were bridge deals floating around and everything else was a lo- load of crap. They were going to sign him the day, be- day before. You knew it was coming. Um, I mean, there was a couple of people out there. Uh, Murray Pam, for one, for a full press yeah. hockey guy, was like, yeah, they're going to wait till the last possible minute on this. You know they're going to. It's just don't even like. And if you just read through the tea leaves and waited through the BS, you, you, you knew better. So you just kind of were good to go there. So. Uh, it's great signing for Ottawa. They they need they need players like that. And now, I mean, look, 
you know, you look at Ottawa, they're not half bad off compared, compared to a certain team named the Montreal Canadiens. They're not bad off at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to get downright uglier and, 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 uh, and late, late, Oh yeah. It's going to get ugly for sure. But speaking of the Thanks, guys. they, they signed Nick Suzuki to a long-term deal, which is good. So yep. that's a good thing for them. And to be honest, that's what they needed to do. Uh, to lock up a player, I guess you could say it's the Jesperi Kakaniemi effect to get him signed longer. They don't want to have an offer sheet. I mean, I know Nick's probably not a number one center in this league. He's probably more of a 2C. But to get them him, him in at that AV at that term is a really good deal. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is this could potentially be one of Mark Bergevin's last signings as the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. The Bergevin could be moving on. No question about it. Uh, you know, it, it pains me to say that there was such a great run that that we got to see last year. And this year, this isn't a playoff content playoff caliber team, unfortunately. I mean, you can't lose two Hall of Famers and expect your team to be a contender. I mean, there's a lot of burden on, on Petrie's shoulders to anchor that defense. And he, as really good a player he is, he's not a great player. He's a really good player, not a great player. And I think that that's a problem for Montreal is that a little thin on the blue line and exciting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, for, to me, the Canadians have an issue this year. Uh, they're they not as good as they were last year when they made that run to the cup final. I mean, Chris was covering it for us. He, he was watching every game. I was watching every game. He knows what this team did. It was I was a, dying with every game. I mean, Chris, you you know. I mean, there were some games they didn't deserve to win. Some series they didn't <laughs> deserve to win. But somehow they won them. And especially that Golden Knights series. I mean, Carey that was Price just Grant. That was Grant. That thought auto right there. That, that was just there's there's no other way. That that was stolen beyond stolen. Yeah, it was definitely beyond stolen. Stolen. And and like you said, it's crazy to think that. The fact that the, no Shea Weber for this year. And did you see that the league said that they were asked about it? They're like, yeah, we're not concerned about We're not even going to really look into this LTIR thing because they know he might not be playing this year. And he may not play, but he, you never know. If Montreal finds a way to get in, he could be back. But it's highly doubtful, right, Chris? Yeah, the condition that he's in, unfortunately, and people have to understand this, it's not just one injury. It's several significant injuries where – it, it, this isn't just affecting his hockey career. This is affecting life. So you have to understand that realistically this year is probably out the window and career wise, you have to seriously consider, Hmm, this may be it. That's, that's a shame because he's such a great player, but the question remains though. The thing is with Weber is that, you know, if he retires, the national predators are on the hook for the rest of his money and it's going to be a cap hit beyond belief so you you would think you would just write out LT, like ir like almost like what these guys are doing in other places just so they have a, the cap hit you think right with montreal you, you would think retire. that the, you would think that nashville would send montreal some prospect just to make sure they keep him on the injured list yep. and not let him retire <laughs> absolutely not that i'm saying that that's 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 you know that that's an upstanding thing to do but whatever it takes the thing is, it's like with the Canadians, right? They had a great first game. And I understand it's tough back-to-back. -to -back, 
to open the season. But and you know Buffalo was a trap game. It's Buffalo's home opener, and they're opening the Bell Center tonight, which is going to be great. It's an ambush game. It, it's great to see tonight that the Bell Center is going to be packed to the rafters, uh, full capacity for the home opener against the New York Rangers. But you gotta want, you gotta say, you know, this could get away real, real quick for the Canadians in this division because of the injuries, because of their play outside of the first game. This could be a runaway train that they may not be able to pick up and get back to the, where they're supposed to be, which is a playoff contender for, for a lot of fans in Montreal. This, this is kind of a muscular game for only being game three of, uh, of the season. You know what? Yes and no. I mean, if last year we would have said absolutely because of the 56-game KHL-like schedule. But because yeah. it's 82 games, and there's so many things going on with Montreal, unfortunately, right now, guys, um, we don't even know what's what's a must win or not not at any juncture right now because of the, the circumstances off the ice as well, well as on, on the ice with Montreal. I mean, they are they are a logistical mess right now that may not have any answers to until it's well too late. Which is crazy, Mark. What do you think about your team this year? I'd like to focus back on last year and the incredible run and uh, remember who picked it. So I just always have to throw that out there. Now, of course, I'm not going to be so gracious with my pick this year. And it's not because I'm jumping off the bandwagon. It's just that I'm realistic. And like I said, right off the bat, you lose two Hall of Famers. Forget, forget their skill set. Talk about their leadership quality and all that stuff. Plus, there's a lot on Jake Allen's shoulders right now because He's going to carry this for, and it's, you know, it's an, it's infinite how long he's going to have to carry this team. And when carry comes back, what, what carry are we getting? We don't know. So none of us know that. Like I said, thin on the blue line in my estimation, Suzuki signing is very good, very good signing. And, and so I'm happy about that, but the GM's in flux. And it's so weird that you'd say that from a guy whose team had a great run like it did last year, but he is, he's in, he's, he's not in a good spot right now. And I think a lot of this people are looking and saying what's happening with this franchise right now. Shouldn't have been a blindside for him. He should have seen that. We all knew that, that Weber was playing in the playoffs by, you know, using, you know, tape glue, epoxy, solder, duct tape, whatever it was to keep himself going. But we knew he wasn't, he wasn't going to be ready for this season for the beginning of the season or even for the season. And it was, I don't, I didn't feel like that was addressed in the off season. I felt like, his money was out there and some way, shape or form, a number one D guy had to come in here and it didn't happen. So that's on Bergeron, you know, so we'll see. But I'm, I mean, I'm not selling right now, but I'm certainly not buying when it comes to this. And like we said last week, we all were of the opinion that five teams were going to probably come from the Metro. So that leaves three teams from the Atlantic. And if that's the case, then Montreal is looking on the outside. If it's four teams from the Atlantic, then Montreal has a shot. And like I said, I apologize to everybody, but I'm just not, I'm not seeing the upside right now. Maybe I'll see it later. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, look, it all comes down to, you know, with these way these divisions are again, you know, because now you have Tampa, you have Florida, Florida, definitely on the upside. Tampa, Florida are locks. Right. And then you have Toronto, obviously, and their mess, which we'll get to. But before we wrap on the Canadians, I just want to say, Good to see Jonathan Druin score uh, yes. opening night. Yes. Great, nice. great, great story for him to come back. 
Um, and, you know, Josh Andrews, to give him credit, too, because his line mate, a great pass. And, and those two guys have been in communication all year. And we're going to hear Kerry's story, too, which yep. is probably going to be inspirational as well. And it's going to be a feel-good moment. But, but if let's Jonathan, hear Carrie's story when he wants to tell it, not because exactly. people are yeah. pressuring him to tell it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, let, don't let the Montreal media the ruin this, too. Let Carrie be Carrie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't owe you anything. He owes right. it to his family. Yep. Yep, exactly. So if Druin can play like he can play, you know, their offense, it, it, their offense is going to be good. It's just the fact, can they get the goaltending and their defense, can it hold up over 82 games? especially with this stack division. It's a truly an unknown of unknowns. It, it, I, mean, it, I mean, you look at, you look at how perfect the penalty kill had to be just for them to advance as far as they did last year in the playoffs. And that mar, that margin of error is multiplied now because of the players that are no longer with Montreal or, or injured that makes it just that much more, more of a uphill, uphill climb for them. There's got to um, be moves made as far as I'm concerned yep. for this team to be a contender. And when I say contender, I'm talking about making the playoffs, not a cup contender, but to at least make the playoffs, there has to be some legitimate moves. The blue line has to be addressed. There's no question about that. And you know what, let's, let's hope Kerry does come back and then, you know, Jake moves into the number two role where he's accustomed to being, but if Jake has to stay number one, then there might have to be, a move on the goaltending side too, to get a legit number two in there. Cause the young guys, I don't think are ready for prime time. No, yeah. no I agree. Uh, speaking of another mess, um, let's talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs for, for a few could, minutes. Can we talk about one quick thing before we touch Toronto? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about a shout out to Mr. Boyle on Pittsburgh going to an yeah. open tryout and making Jeez. the team and scoring a goal on opening night. Is that not inspirational? Against Jackson? his former team. Against his former team, exactly. Here's a man who's overcome everything and anything. Great story, though. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. He signed his contract the day of. Um, Went to an open tryout with a bunch of nobodies, and he cream rises to the to the, to the top. To the top. <laughs> I mean, look, he's a great player for Pittsburgh. He definitely helped them that night. We'll see if he can keep it up. I mean, it's a great inspiration story for Boyle, um, for Brian Boyle, and, and you know, that him going to world championships last year helped definitely for sure. And, you know, look, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh and we'll see what happens there. Um, but the mess that is Toronto, their goaltending, Pete Morazic hurt. Uh, they had a sign. A, a so, Toronto's kid. best goaltenders in Carolina. Unfortunately, that's the case. And, you know, they got, they got a lot of question marks too, because Austin Matthews is out of the lineup. You know, yep. the scored in back-to-back games, but there's a lot of question marks around. How do you replace Zach Hyman? Nick Ritchie? The heart guy. How do you replace the heart guy like Zach Hyman? I understand why they couldn't give him that money because you can't pay that kind of money for that type right. of player, but he was so more important to that team than stats. He was a – you know, we, we, we joke and we hate using cliches like he's a glue guy, but he, he's a guy that hold, – he holds the team together not just on the ice but off as well and – you, you have to have players like that, especially in boy. Toronto. He's a I mean, local boy. Yeah, he's a local boy. And, you know, like, like, we've, like we've said a number of times, Jim, you know, media is freaking relentless. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you look, at, you look at Toronto especially. I mean, obviously Montreal too. I, I mean, I know it a little too well. They're just nuts. 
and they'll go on any, I mean, look at like Mitch Marner was practically ran out of Toronto upside down and sideways in the summer. That is so true. And it's still, I mean, and him and Morgan Riley. So, I mean, this is something where you go, wow. Okay. This is pretty bad. You know, we have to sign guys off, off university to make the salary cap because we, we, we don't have our backup goaltender. Um, yeah, there's a lot of questions, but they have they have enough firepower in that division that they shouldn't worry about too much about playoffs. For them, it's getting out of round one. That's, that's, that's exactly it. everything is the focus there. I mean, look, this is this is like this is like the Islanders for years, and now it's now it's been passed to the Florida Panthers, basically. Where okay, you you now you have to do something. They have the firepower to make the playoffs. Totally agree on that. The problem is that firepower doesn't seem to ignite in the postseason. And so they need those character guys and they let one walk out of their room. They need more guys like that to win in the postseason than what they have. And with the goaltending situation up in the air, the the first round is looking Yeah, Toronto's for it's going to be oh, tough for Toronto. For once, it's not for once. It's not me. <laughs> it is not you. Uh, yeah, Toronto. It's going to be tough for them to get out of the first round for sure. Uh, but you know, look, they're going to definitely get in, and you know they got to get into the playoffs, and that's the big thing. But Toronto's going to be the big deal for them. Uh, so we'll see what happens there with them. Mark, go ahead, finish your point real quick. I'll mute yourself. Was I yeah. mute? Yeah. I, I don't know why it bring me back in and put me on mute. Maybe it just realizes I don't have anything intelligent to say or something like that. <laughs> well, you were saying something about Toronto in the first round. That's all I heard. Yeah, I was gonna. I was saying that to- Toronto, the way they're constructed today, they're they're gonna be residents of the first round. They they too have to make moves, and that media up there is relentless. We all know that the media up there, especially Toronto and and Montreal, is relentless. Quite frankly, the 06 cities all have relentless media. Uh, no puns intended, but yeah. the Ra- Rangers skate a little bit because they're in such a big city and hockey's a secondary sport. So they get away with it a little bit more, but no, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, all three of those teams are under the gun and their media is starting right off the bat. Yeah. It, yeah, didn't, take, exactly. it didn't take long. And, no, and no, look, no. look guys, not that this will happen, but you imagine a scenario Toronto plays Florida in the first round. I mean, two teams right there. Does the series end by the end of the summer? Because they're going to find ways to blow lead that you I don't imagine. want it. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. I mean, look, we've talked about it. Florida definitely on the uprise for sure. Joel Quinville behind the bench. I've said this before. I think they for remind coach. me of like uh, those late 2000s uh, Chicago Blackhawks teams that finally got over the edge. Do they finally get over the edge with the with the players that they signed? Barkov's got his long term extension. They brought in a lot of nice pieces, and you get Aaron Ekblad back. Let's see. If two Florida goals in his them. first game. I mean, he yeah. looked really good. He's looked really good. Let's see if he could stay healthy. But do we? All, I think obviously we all agree that Tampa, Florida, definitely locks to make the playoffs. Would you say, Chris? Yes. Yeah, Tampa and Florida are by far the class of that division right now. They're, they're the most balanced. It, it really comes down to, it comes down to a battle between, well, you know, is Florida going to play Spencer Knight a little bit more to win the division, basically? Right. And then, and then look, we talked about McAvoy signing. 
is the Bruins hey. window closing to to make the playoffs? Because you know it's tough. You know they bring in Olmark, but he's not getting a start. It's going to be Swayman in, in their first game. So is that telling me that you know they don't trust Olmark to be the guy, or is Swayman that good? Where they they just brought him in because they just didn't have to caress. I mean, look, Swayman was on fire last year. I mean, I, I, had, a, I had to look it up for something for, uh, for Rotowire the other day. Okay, he went 7-3 and three last year, guys. I mean, yeah, I know it's only 10 games, but he had nine quality starts in 10 games. That's for just ridiculous. I mean, I understand he was on a, on a hot run and et cetera, but the numbers suggest that, hey, he could play 35, 40 games for them. And maybe what they're trying to do is just basically put put in a platoon to sort of see who's hot, and they're gonna let Swayman they're gonna let Swayman run run the show at least until he cools off, and then say hey to Olmark, all right, you know now 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 it's your turn. It's it, it's it's all right. Don't don't worry about it. You know we paid you. You know we're we're seeing what we got in this goalie first. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Um, do you think? I mean. Is there a legit possibility that the Bruins actually missed the playoffs? It yes. seems hard to believe. It's possible though. They're they're right they're right on that bubble because like like we said we you know we think that four and three quarter teams from the from the from the Metro are yeah. making the playoffs. So uh, yep. you know you it's just a, it's a it's a it's a number shell game and that lo- the loss of David Krejci hurts. There's n- there's no you can't get away from it. I mean. Look, you think Charlie Coyle's the answer to a sec- to a second like that? No, no. They lo- and they lost Nick Ritchie for what it's worth. I mean, I know Ritchie wasn't that great for Boston, but he was very serviceable. He provided power play points. He provided oomph on the power play, and they don't have as much of that anymore. You know, they're a little. They're going to be a little bit more of a perimeter team than usual, which I'm, I'm sure Boston fans just love hearing that. And then you ha- you're going to have this inevitable goaltending situation when Tuukka Rask is healthy-ish. Ish. You know, are, you know, Ish. Are, are they going to? If he comes back. Yeah, if he comes back. I mean, there's all there's too many questions and not enough answers in October to to say what what's going to happen with Boston. But it's not good either. Yeah, that's true. What do you think, Mark? So you know you know how I feel about about Boston. <laughs> And the Bruins fans always kill me because I always see the glass half empty for them. But they've lost a lot of key players over the last couple of years due to age and dollars and stuff like that. I think they're still. I think they're a little light on the blue line. I think there's a lot of pressure on that production line to, to produce even more so. And those guys are well into their 30s, and so you can't ride them in the regular season to make the playoffs. And if you do that, then you're looking at a at a first round exit because you rode them and. I think the key thing is going to be this young netminder because if he's the real deal, then what do you do with Tuukka Rask? You know, because he's, I mean, after that game six against the Islanders, it just, that was painful. That was not the guy who should have been net and we all know it. And so there's, there's a lot of unfinished business, but was that their last run? I'm tending to feel like it might be. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, You know, let's, you know, real quick before we get Chris out of here, I just want to get his thoughts real quick. You know, you and I have both seen – we've seen Lou Lamoureux for a long time in this game. I want to just get your thought on this real quick. You know, we both agree towards the end of his time in New Jersey, 
he might have lost his touch because of the signings that he made. They didn't draft well. The man is still knows how to negotiate. And the fact of the matter is that Ryan Pollock and Adam Pellick under, you know, six, five million. And the fact that every other team is paying these defensemen that high, he knows how to negotiate. He will get his way because he knows the Islanders have a window to win. Absolutely. For one. And for two, let's be honest, Ryan Pulak is never scoring 50 points in this league. No, so he's he, he, he did look, he's got a two set in that sense. He has a two cent head. You, you, you hate to say it, but, but he reminds me too much of Damon Severson, who's a pretty good defenseman, but unfortunately doesn't have the mental brain sometimes to, to take it to that next level. And that's, and you know what, for the Islanders, that's fine. I mean, cause you have guys like Pelic, you have guys like green, you have play the you, system. You have a, yeah, exactly. You have a system that is not foolproof, but damn it, it's really close. And to be honest, last year, they probably should have gotten past Tampa Bay. I mean, that, that to me, last year was the year that the Islanders should have been able, able to skate by, especially with how that game seven went. And especially, year, after, especially if the, after, after Tampa let them back in the door and with game six. Exactly. And there was there was no way you thought that Tampa was gonna was, was gonna let them back in, and they did. And we, then we, Tampa, we said and then, after Game Five's blowout that Tampa was gonna wreck them in six and and yep. and go right to the finals. And sure enough, Tampa doesn't do that. They open up the door for the Islanders, and Game and if, Seven is a game for the ages. And, and if it wasn't for a fluke tur- uh, giveaway in their own zone. They'd still, game, they'd still be playing they'd that game. They'd still be playing that game. <laughs> yeah, right? we'd be sitting there like, oh, my God, back in the year 2021, they were still playing that. Thing. And it's true. It's true. I mean, so, you know, look, Islanders still, still getting it done. Change of scenery definitely helps. You know, look, we all – look, the Atlantic Division, it's going to be fun to watch because, like we said, if the Metro Division is the way it's going to be – then you got Toronto, Boston, and Montreal all battling for one spot, potentially two teams for one spot. So it's going to be fun and exciting. You know, Chris, thanks for coming in yeah. here, man, doing, you know, coming here Saturday, talk some Atlantic division. Definitely want to get you back on the show, talk more hockey uh, with you. And, and we'll be doing it again on our weekly Tuesday spot. Uh, you guys have some fun this week. I'll be at the game scene at the crack and play. But uh, Chris Wastel of uh, Full Press NHL, uh, check them out uh, on Twitter. And uh, Chris, thanks again for ha- hopping in. Uh, thanks, guys. Anytime. All right. Appreciate Take it. Care, Have a good one, buddy. All right. And with that, after Chris leaves out, gets out of here, we're going to bring in Coach Jay uh, to get his thoughts on some of the goaltending in, uh, in this division before we wrap up. Hey. What's going on? What's going on, Coach Jay? How you doing? All right, nice segment before. Thanks, thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for that. Uh, I believe Mark is still here. Uh, we're gonna bring in Coach Jay to talk Actually, about like the Coach Jay. I'm gonna here. jump back in because I am getting a instant phone call about tonight's game. <laughs> nice. So, so I got uh, to run on that. I will try to jump back in, but other than if if I don't, you at least got Coach Jay for the rest of the way. I got Coach Jay for the rest of the way. It'll be a quick segment. We'll just talk some goaltending before tonight's games. Uh, as the Montreal Canadiens open the Bell Center this season, Toronto, Ottawa, so there should be some fun games tonight. Coach Jay, thanks for coming in. I know we kind of were discussing what we're going to do, but I want to get your thoughts here. 
Um, I talked about this with, with Chris. I want to bring this question to you as well. Uh, Swayman's going to start for Boston in game one. The kids earned it, no doubt. But what does that say about their belief in Olmark after they just signed him to that long-term deal? Uh, I, you know, I don't think too much of anything. You know, look, look, look at what, look at what, what the Rangers and, um, and Washington did. They started their backup goalies in game one. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much into it. Olmark is a battle-worn goalie who's going to be very, very good for them. And Swayman, yeah, he did earn, he earns, he earns it. He did well in the playoffs last year. And um, listen, it's, it's the tandem. I mean, not everyone's doing everything conventional anymore. Yeah, it's true. Very true. So I, I guess it, we, we were talking about the teams making the playoffs and, and everything. And we agree that the, the two Florida teams are definitely going to be in there, Tampa and, and the Panthers. I want to get your thoughts on the, on the goaltending. Obviously, Tampa Bay's got their number one. Andre Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the world, and he's probably the best goalie in the game, and probably should Elliot. win the resident. Yeah, and Elliot's Elliot the backup. backup. What, what, do you th- what do you think? I mean, is that a, a solid backup for, for Vazzy? Yeah. Uh, as Elliot, is, he's shown that he has the energy in, his, in, in the way he plays goalie, and as long as he's not put in there, you know, Vasilevsky stays healthy. Elliot will get his his time in enough, and he'll be sharp and fresh. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So with Vazzy, you think they're um, think he wins the Vezina finally? I mean, finally gets that recognition that he deserves. I mean, two rings and no Vezinas. Now would be the time. Finally, give the guy his Vezina. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And it cons my to to go with it. So I mean, yeah. um. What about the Panthers? They got the $10 million man in Sergei Bobrovsky, but they got this young kid in Spencer Knight. You know, right now, Bob's going to be the they're, – they're trying to play him because of the money issue. Do you see Spencer Knight eventually taking over that starting position? If Bobrovsky has a bad streak, like two games in a row, they're not going to hesitate because they're not going to give up any leeway in this division to not lose the playoffs to try and save Bobrovsky of their contract to make themselves look good by sitting Knight. There's no way Knight deserved it. Knight deserves a number one just for how he came through and went through the playoffs and nothing, nothing shook him and he played great in that. So, I mean, you could still, I mean, but you got to play the best goalie. So Bobrovsky's on, he knows he's, he's on red alert. I mean, as soon as, there's a glitch. They have no, no one can say nothing if they go tonight and try and ride them after that. Right, right, right. No doubt. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think Spencer Knight should, should be playing as well, but you got to pay, you got to go with the guy that's getting the big bucks right now. But if he yeah. struggles, that kid's ready to take over as we saw in the playoffs. I mean, he did, he had, a, you know, he had a good couple games. So look out. I mean, the Panthers are a team on the rise. Like I said before, I like what they're doing there. You know, a lot of people have them going far. It's just for me, like with Toronto, they got to get out of the first round and conquer that demon because they haven't done it since 1996. And who was their starting goalie then? John Van Beesbrook, which you are all too familiar with because he was a Ranger. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's a long, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it is. Um, But but, I think, I think they're, they're psyched. I think, I mean, they re-signed Bennett. 
I mean, they kept the guys they traded for, and they're just so physical. That that playoff last year against Tampa Bay in the first round, I mean, this team is definitely you, – you do not want them. You don't want them to play in the no. first round. No, no. No I, way. I think they're – they're a different team. I think they're a different mindset. I think they know what it's going to have to take to cross that finish line and get through the first round. And and, it, and that brings us to Toronto and their goaltending. And that's a mess right now because Pina Morazic's hurt. They just signed a guy out from university to be the backup to Jack Campbell. Campbell came in. He plays Wednesday, plays really well. He has to come in Thursday, basically saves the ship because Morazic goes down, you know. No, not good. Mrazic with the groin, they cannot say, oh, it's day-to-day. It's a groin. That's a pitching elbow to a, to, to a starting, to a pitcher. I mean, you don't know how long Mazarek is going to be out. And Campbell, like you said, like last year, he just bounced back. He came at a comeback year coming in last year, shortened season. Now he's going to have to carry it for as long. And then, you you, you, you know, come the, on. The I mean, kid's name the, the, it's basically an emergency backup tonight named Bishop. I mean, like, look, they got this kid from university. I mean, that's not what you want to do because you have salary cap problems. That's 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 a huge problem. They can't call anybody up. Uh, do they have who to call up? I mean, what's the depth well, in they, the swamp? We don't know. They, they do, but they can't call them up because of money. There goes all those contracts. That yeah. they signed everyone, and now they get teams are going to know and hold them over over a barrel, knowing they're trying to unload guys just to save money. Exactly. I mean, they're going to have to do something. They can't just ride Campbell because he's injury prone too. Then what do you do? Exactly. What do you do? They're 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 expected to make the playoffs. They have the firepower to do it. Once Austin Matthews comes back in the lineup, they'll be fine. But the thing is, they got to get the goaltending. Guys got to stay healthy. For the, and, and right now, through two games, they haven't played the greatest. They got away, they got away beat Montreal playing, eh, with, you know, William Nylander scores a goal, get the game winner. But they got to start playing up to their potential as well. I mean, I know it's still early in the season, a lot of time to go. But in a market like Toronto, if you don't play well, the, the, the sky begins to fall early. Yeah, and um, come on. I mean, all the money, all the talent they have invested in that team, up front, you gotta get a top-notch goalie. I mean, you couldn't have thought you were gonna ride Mazarik and Campbell, and no one was gonna get hurt. Both of them are injury-prone. You yeah. had to have been. Oh, what happens if one of those guys go down? Because you can't lose any track in any of these divisions. It's it's they're out of the starting gate, and and a team can come right behind them and take their fourth spot. Exactly. And potentially, and as we said, as we said last week, you know, if the Metro is going to get five, then there's only three teams. So somebody's going to be the good teams are going to be left out. So they, they have to figure out that situation there. Uh, speaking of figuring out a situation, obviously it's different in Montreal. Carey Price had to take some time away due to the fact that, um, you know, uh, with, with his, you know, what is going on in the player assistance program. So we'll see. Um, they have Montevall. They have Jake Allen. Jake Allen's going to be have to carry that load for a while right now. And, and Montreal has not played the greatest through two games. So Allen didn't play bad in game one. You know, he's going to be carrying a load like Campbell's carrying a load in uh, Toronto. 
Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, great goalies come out of Florida, we know, and they picked up this guy off waivers. I mean, he, he shows promise, but, um, you know, Allen, you know, they're lucky that Allen looked really spry and, and fresh, but you're going to burn him out if, if that defense is going to give up 40 shots a game and carry Allen until Price comes back. And by that time, they can be out in the middle of the bottom of the pack and may never be too far behind to, to you know, get that fourth in case there's a fourth. The Maple Leafs make the fourth and it's not five from the Met- Metropolitan and three from the Atlantic. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. You know, like we said early on, you know, it, even though this is an odd must win, you don't make the playoffs in October, but, but you sure can, you know, dig yourself a hole where you don't make the playoffs. And for the Canadians, they definitely need to make the playoffs to justify the last two years for sure. Um, you know, just go around a little bit. I like Detroit's goaltending with Nadelkovich. I think he's really solid. I think he looked good in the Tampa loss. I think Detroit's just, just a young team. and just doesn't know how to get it done there. Um, Matt Murray's injured in Ottawa, so they're going to go with their backups, which is a shame. But you know what? Maybe that's best for them because they seem to do well there. Ottawa's going to be a pesky team now with, with uh, Kachuk back. You know, Buffalo's Buffalo. It's just going to be a tough year for them. Is there um, – so you just let me know, you know, any how you see it rounding out there. Um, really, yeah, it no, it's fun. It I don't. It's like seeing lightning, Panthers, Bruins, Maple Leafs, and then everyone after the, all have problems in net, yeah. and they've lost major key. I mean, they're rebuilding, and it's major key players like for the Canadians with Weber out the whole year. You don't make up that defense and that leadership no. with whoever they sign. Yeah. And now you have Price down for who knows how long. You have to hope Allen stays healthy. And the goalie, you know, Mont- um, Montabon. Montabon, Montab- you know, he was a waiver pickup. He may yeah. have been from Florida, but there was a reason why they put him on waivers. Not to say that he can't come through, but there's so much pressure in Montreal. You're coming from Florida. Now you put, oh, Alan Sir, now I got to carry. Yeah. That's that's a lot on on to put on the shoulders in a, in a division where they're basically not even to make the top four. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, like I said, I, I you know, Boston's windows could be closing, but they're definitely going to be in the mix for a playoff spot for sure, depending on everything. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts before we get out of here for tonight and go watch some games? Rangers and Mark, sorry, man. Well, we're Ranger fans first. You know, he may say, ah, but I want the Canadians, but we know we don't. Rangers um, need to win tonight. You know, Canadians, uh, you know, like we're talking about them, they beat the Rangers tonight. That gives them a big boost mentally. I mean, Rangers, uh, you know, in that, Metro can't afford to lose too many points either because they may not may be the fifth team to make it out of that division. And That's Maple Leafs, and it's the Maple Leafs, whoever could may, possibly make number four from the Atlantic is more than happy to see the Rangers lose to the Canadians tonight. Absolutely, I agree. And I mean, look, you, you saw it last night. New Jersey gets a nice win. Jack Hughes, two goals, a little bit more patient, a little bit more 
um, maturity in his game. Bernier played pretty solid. Devils defense has got to tighten up a couple of things, but this is why you pay Dougie Hamilton the big bucks. Definitely improved hockey team, tougher to play against. Do I think they make the playoffs? Probably not, but they're going to make life hard on a lot of teams for sure this year. Um, it's just fun, you know, good good to have hockey back this week, uh, opening week. So, you know, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of good things to come for sure. Kraken, I like the way they're playing. They're going to be a tough team to play against. When we get to the Pacific Division, we can hear more thoughts about that. But you know what? It's going to be a fun season for sure. The Atlantic Division, like the Metro, is going to be fun to watch. I think some of the, the lower teams, like the Buffaloes, the Detroits, and the Ottawas are going to give some of those rival teams uh, some of those other teams that run for their money, for sure. You know, Sens always play against their rivals, always going to play them tough. So it, it's going to be fun, for sure. Oh, yeah, come on. I mean, I mean, it's so much youth in this league. I mean, just watching the Buffalo game earlier against, you know, uh, seeing the Czech goalie, I didn't even put him down. I didn't even know he was going to play. He looked really good, their goalie. Um, I mean, they're playing a lower team, but they look, they're competitive. They're, they have, they're, there's, there's energy. I mean, how yeah. could you not have energy at the beginning of the year? You never know. Right. And if one goalie goes down from a major team, they may not be able to rebound. So, it, you know, I mean, it, the tandem, the tandem is so 82 games now after three yeah. seasons. I mean, an age on goalies could really show itself. And then, like you, like like with Toronto's situation, you don't want to get caught in this situation. No. So no, bouncing sure. the cap and and you plays in the farm, and you know, do you really have to bring someone up and start their clock, lose a year of eligibility because you didn't prepare right and have a goalie ready? You have to. Then you have to sacrifice a year of eligibility you didn't want to do because you weren't in the right position to have a third goalie ready in case a goalie went down. Yeah, I mean, think about this. The Buffalo Sabres are 2-0. Yeah, one of their wins is in the shootout. So what? You know, Don Granado's got that team playing well, and I'm glad he, he was able to remain the coach there because he's getting those young players to play. Yeah. Despite not having Jack Heichel in that whole situation of whether or not he's going to be moved, when he's going to be moved, and we beat it. We beat, the, we beat it, you know, down as much as yeah. we could before. So you know what? Look, here's the deal. It's going to be fun season. It, there potentially could be three, four teams from this division, potentially, you know, four or five from the other division. So we're still going to see how things transpire. But Coach Jay, thanks for coming on to do the goalie talk with us today.